Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. Let church say amen. amen. Come on, let church say amen. amen. One more time. Amen. One for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Once again, I want to thank my pastor for this opportunity to come and just share some good news today. I thank also my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, for his sustaining grace. Amen. Amen. You know you are a refuge of grace. And God gives us all sustaining grace each and every day. And it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Now, now everything that has happened this morning, transpired this morning, amen, I just want you to look to your neighbor on the left and to the right and say, Lord, do it again. Now look to your other neighbor and say, Lord, do it again. Now, you all are not too loud. We're going to try this one more time. And let me hear you. Amen? Stop whispering. Amen? Now let's try this again. Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Amen. Amen. That's, that's more like it. And that's what we're asking the Lord. Lord, just do it again. Do it again. We, we celebrated Pentecost. Amen. Amen. And we just ask, Lord, do it again. Amen. Pastor's been sharing of what has happened and transpired here at the Berkowitz Chapel for all this other was built. And just asking, Lord, do it again. But in order for it to be done again, it also begins with you. Ah, oh, y'all going to get quiet on me this morning. I said, it also begins with you. And if you want the Lord to do it again, you got to start doing something again. Don't, 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 don't hush up on me. Amen. I just need a little bit of push this morning. Pastor already said it. If you don't preach after all of that, I'm going to get somebody else. So it won't be on me. Amen. 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 If you'll turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Gospel of Matthew, not an unfamiliar passage of Scripture. We all know it. We've heard it preached many times. But God has given me something this morning just prayerfully to help to awaken the saints of God. Amen. You know, sometimes we need to be awakened. Okay, okay. What it is, Pastor, I, I guess I'm going to have to get a little bit more preaching time. Sometimes we have to be awakened. A amen? And sometimes God has to awaken us. Sometimes in a way that we don't want to be awakened. Sometimes he has to shake us 
in a way that we don't want to be shaken. Just to stir up our faith and our trust in him. So if you're there at Matthew, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to look at that first part of the 13th verse. The first part of the 13th verse. And it says that King James says, ye are the salt of the earth. NIV says, you are the salt of the earth. So if I could just briefly this morning, I I just want to share and talk with some salty saints. Some salty saints. Now, now, don't, don't take that in a way that it rubs you wrong. Because, see, you can take it in the negative way because salt can rub you in a wrong way. Am I right about it? Amen? So I want to talk to some salty saints this morning in the sanctuary. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your presence because we know that your spirit is in our midst today. My prayer is at this time, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because you are my strength and my redeemer. And my prayer is, Lord God, that those that are here this morning, Lord, that if they will just open up, Lord, and let your word, Lord, fall on the soils of their heart this morning. And whatever they have come in need of, Lord God, you will give graciously. And all they have to do is receive it. Also, Lord God, if there's someone here that doesn't know you in the parting of his or her sins, my prayer is, Lord God, that they will come. And want to know, then what must I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you today. Lord, let your Holy Spirit move in this house today. Let there be something done today that has not been done in a long time. Let there be shouting today. Let there be rejoicing today. Let there be an openness today. Pastor Michael has been preaching and preaching and preaching his heart out. So Lord God, let shackles fall off today. Let scales fall off our eyes today. Let deaf ears unstop today. Let stammered tongues speak today in the name of Jesus. Let there be a running in the feet today, Lord, if there's never been. And all that will be done in this house today will bring you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank the worship team this morning for your songs of worship. For they truly were songs of worship. Salty saints. Salty saints. There's never a bad time, church. There's never a bad time to take a retrospective look at your life. Just just look at your life, at, at where you are and how you got to where you are. I'm talking about we have wise men and women here in this sanctuary And we ought to always be assessing our life's journey. We ought to be looking for ways to to search within how can I improve? Because I have not reached that place yet of perfection. So how can I improve my journey with the Lord? Regardless of my age, whether to the youngest to the oldest, how can I improve this? How can I get better at this? Why should I just sit down and say, Lord, this is it. This is it. I'm I'm through. I'm done. I'm, I'm tired now. Life is like a recipe. 
I hope I got some hungry folk up in here. Life is like a recipe. In a recipe, you start out with the simplest ingredients. Am I right about it? As we grow and we come to church, and as we grow and mature, we add more to the pot. Am I right about it? So therefore, we can uh, receive a more flavorful outcome. Oh, boy. From kindergarten through college and beyond, every bit of knowledge that we require or acquire gives us lessons of life. And we're still learning lessons of life. Am I right about it? Education is good. Don't get me wrong. Because it has the potential to generate substantial financial benefits. It's a recipe that, that focuses on uh, education alone, though. It's not all the ingredient that we need because the greatest ingredient we need is Jesus. You can have all the education you want, but if Jesus is not in it, it will not bring you any benefits that'll be worthwhile because they won't last. Now, understand something. My wife can attest to this. Uh, I'm not a chef by any means. But sometimes late at night when my westerns have gone off, you know, I entertain myself by looking at some of those cooking shows. Have, have I got any help in here? Amen. Come on, be honest now. I know you don't want to tell on yourself, but, but let's be honest. Amen. I got a little help up front. That's, that's it. I always got help up front. Have I got any help back over there? Amen. All right. Thank you. When there's nothing else to watch, that's what we watch. But I've learned something about successful recipes. It's all about the freshness of the ingredients. Oh, boy. It's about the freshness of the ingredients. Now, now when I, I was young, when I was young and on Friday, on Friday, it was my daddy's payday. And on Friday, when I come in from school, it was a time that we would clean out the fridge. Mom wanted to clean it out. So she put one of those big pots on the stove and throw in some bouillon cubes. Oh, boy, I'm going to touch somebody today. I'm going to touch everybody. And, and she put in some carrots and some celery. Come on, somebody. You know, and whatever was in, the fridge on Friday went in that pot. Oh, boy, y'all getting a little quiet. It, it became something like fridge soup. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. She cut up some chicken thighs, amen, and she would put it in there, and those carrots and the celery might have been in there a little while. It might have looked a little wilted. But it still went in the pot. Talk to me here. Talk to me here. And anything else she wanted to throw in that pot, she threw it in. Amen? She put some macaroni, some Cajun spices. It was open season <laughs> for that soup. Am I right about it? 
And the thing is that you would eat it because if you didn't eat it, that's all that's there. And the other thing was, if I was out playing, I better be home on time. <laughs> Even though I was the only child. <laughs> but if I wanted some hot soup, I better be home on time because it would definitely go in the fridge or thrown out. So she could go to the grocery on Saturday. A amen? But most times, it tasted fine. Because when you're hungry, have I got some saints up in here today? I, I, I said, when you're hungry, it ought to be the same way in church that you come in God's house hungry for, for a word from the Lord. So, so it didn't make any difference that, that uh, when I got home from outside playing, I was hungry, so therefore I ate it. Now, now it could have been a better gourmet meal. I know that because it was made from leftovers. Mm. Here we find in one of the parables from the Sermon on the Mount, we find here that Christ called us the salt of the earth. Am I right about it? Yes, I looked up things about salt, but the most important thing about salt is it's a preservative. Talk to me, Whitechapel. Salt is a preservative. You're the salt of the earth. Salt is a preservative. In ancient times, it was essential. Because why? It kept food fresh. So what did Jesus want? He just wanted us to understand here that our faith is the necessary preservative for keeping hope alive. It's our faith that makes salvation accessible to everybody. His grace is for everybody. But then the question comes, how do we keep our faith from becoming stale? Or as Jesus said in the scripture, our salt from losing its savor. How do, how do we prevent this from happening? Well, there's a recipe for success, you all. There is a recipe for success. Select, simmer, and spread. Select, simmer, and spread. What do you mean? Well, first thing you got to do that you, whenever you come in God's house, you got to open up your spiritual refrigerator. Oh, boy. I hope somebody gets hungry in here today. You, you got to open up your spiritual refrigerator. And once in a while, when you open it up, check your expiration date. Because when you open up your physical refrigerator, when things have expired, you throw it out. So likewise, you, you sometimes 
on this journey need to open up your spiritual refrigerator. You can't run on what you got back then. You could remember it. And it ought to do something inside because of the remembrance by the Holy Spirit. But you can't keep running on back then. Because we're living in the now. But it's one thing I do know. God has not changed from back then to now. Ah, boy, 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 boy. When troubles come, when troubles come, we reach in and grab whatever we can find in this refrigerator, your spiritual refrigerator. Sometimes we find old stale prayer. <laughs> oh, y'all got quiet on that. Old stale prayer. You, you remember the one, you know, you, you recite all the time, that old roped prayer. Oh, Lord, my Lord, how excellent is thy name on all the earth. Nothing has changed from when you were there. Your prayer life hadn't changed, hadn't grown any. So we go in the refrigerator and just say the Lord's Prayer. Oh, it's, it's good that you still know it. But you mean to tell me you haven't gotten any further than that? So we grab old stale prayer. But not only do we grab an old stale prayer, we go in there and we get one of those memory verses that we had as childhood. Jesus wept. <laughs> I can cry too. <laughs> when we go in the refrigerator, that, these are the things that we grab. But yet, we ought to be beyond that by now. Oh, we're going to sing an old song that, that grandmama and them used to sing. Amen? When she was at home in a rocking chair. So we, we don't know any more songs. Now, I'm not knocking no one's spiritual foundation. So don't get me wrong. Okay? But even with a spiritual foundation... You need walls and you need a roof. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Even with a spiritual foundation, you need walls and you need a roof. Now, my mother's fridge soup would have been a whole lot better if she had some fresh things in the pot. Isaiah went on and he prophesied about the dangers of living on staleness and making poor choices. He, he, he said something like this, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good and your soul will delight in the riches of fair. That's what Isaiah said. You remember last Sunday, pastor was talking about your time, you know, your money, and all of these things that sometimes we, we put more into than we do God. Amen? In other words, be careful what you feed your soul. You see, our mind and our body feed the soul. 
So we got to be careful and make wise decisions about what goes in. Because what goes in is what comes out. Ah, boy. So, so the next time you're at the grocery store and you're picking out your fresh vegetables and things, just ask yourself, am I going uh, to be careful about feeding my soul as I am about feeding my body? Y'all getting quiet on me. So then once you make your spiritual selections, now you're ready for step two. Step two goes like this. Simmer. First select, now simmer. Now, if you're a newbie to Christianity, I understand that you will have to be fed the word of God slowly. I understand that. You have to be given proportions. I understand that for your mental and spiritual acuity. I understand all of that. Peter wrote this, as newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. But that's just a starting point. You don't never get stuck in start. Man, y'all. We all start out this Christian walk as spiritual babes. Am I right about it? And like babies, we should have the milk of the word. I'm talking about the part that's easy to swallow. And I think what pastor's been preaching here, I think what he's been giving here, you're not able to swallow. Yes, I said that. But he's been giving it to you in proportions. So therefore, it would make it easier for you to swallow that you might be filled. That the joy of the Lord will come back like it needs to come back. We're simmering souls. We're God's salt of the earth. We're a commissioned church to preserve the gospel message. But you can't get stale. I'm going to say that again. You can get stale. And if the salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing but to be cast out. Trodden upon the foot of man. But I'm not going to leave you there. Let's get back to the shelf. The shelf will tell you that, that once you gather up all your ingredients and you finish splicing and dicing and peeling and dropping, chopping, the key to any good recipe is to add the ingredient slowly and methodically. Then when you put them in the pot, you let it simmer. Because when you let it simmer, it absorbs all the flavors. When you come in God's house, pastor been giving you the ingredients and putting it all in the pot. He's been letting it simmer so you can get all the flavor. Some of you won't take the top off the pot 
You can send in your note and tell them, I don't want him preaching no more. Some of you won't take the top off the pot. So therefore, when you take the top off the pot and the steam comes up, you smell. Come on, somebody. That sweet savor of the aroma in the pot. Help me this morning. That's how faith keeps from becoming stale. Through the study of God's word, we keep adding more depth to our life's recipe. So when you keep adding more to God's recipe, you get the full assurance of God's adding more depth to our life. You, you experience his omnipresence. You, you experience the strength of God's omnipotence and the wisdom of God's omniscience. The Hebrew writer put it this way. He said, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, but he is a babe. But strong meat belonging to them that are of full age. Even those who a reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If you want to be a salty saint, you can't stay a baby forever. And sometimes in church you got old babies. I don't care how long they've been on the road, sometimes in church you still got My father, when he was a child, it was his job to keep the, uh, the furnace hot. We had a house that, uh, you know, wasn't a mansion, but it was my mansion as a child. But in the center of the house, we, we had a stove in the center of the house. And uh, we called that stove uh, Big Bertha. We didn't have a basement where we had a furnace or anything like that. So this stove, it had a pipe, stove pipe coming up and going out to the chimney, you know, and uh, it was called Big Bertha. You know, we had to put coal in Big Bertha. So, you know, my father would go out and get the coal before I would go to school in the morning and uh, he put coal in Big Bertha. He would do it at lunchtime and he would do it at night. In the middle of the day, he would do it, okay? And he would always get up and, and check the flame. When he would check the flame, the first thing he had to do was remove the clunkers. The clunkers are the burned out coals. He would stoke it or shake it, the grate. It would all fall down in the bottom of the stove. Am I right about it? Then he had to brush off the remaining ashes so the hot coals would show that were still in there before adding new coals to the fire. He did this same process every day. Every middle of the day when he got in from work, 
and he would do it in the middle of the night. He called that banking the fire because that was his responsibility to bank the fire. I was not yet old enough as a child to bank the fire. So on the spiritual journey, church, you got a responsibility too. You have to check yourself for burnout. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You, you got to check yourself for burnout. You, you got to check your, your spiritual portfolio. Do you have enough joy within to overcome your sadness? Do you have enough fiery faith to ward off fears? Do you have enough blessed assurance? And I'm not talking about just singing a song to overcome adversity in your life. Do you have enough heavenly wisdom to ward off all that carnal foolishness that's in the world today? Do you have enough hallelujahs? Because sometimes I come to church, I don't even hear you holler hallelujahs sometimes, which is the highest praise. To drown out all the heartaches that you got, or maybe even somebody else got, just to share and say hallelujah. Praise be to God. After you select in summer, it's time for step three. And I'm about ready to take my seat. Step three is spread. You got to spread. At a dinner party, it's all about the spread. Am I right about it? If you've ever had a dinner party, it's all about the spread. You, you done worked all day long. You haven't guessed over. And you want the spread to look beautiful. You got the table set and everything. Come on, somebody. You got the centerpiece in. You got your best china. You didn't use paper plates this time. Because why? You got guests coming over. Y'all going to talk to me. So it's all about the spread. You got your best tablecloth on. It's even got gold around the edges. So the more beautiful that it looks, the more likely that your guests will try your culinary expertise, whether you can cook or not. I want you to consider this morning the spread that God has offered the world. He has offered salvation for all of society, everybody. As young folks say, everybody. Everybody. Those across the tracks, down the street, cross the street, up the road, for everybody. Next door neighbors, black, white, yellow, brown. Am I right about it? He's given an invitation to every nation in the world to receive his gift of peace, prosperity, joy, justice, and righteousness. Jesus Christ died for the sins of the entire world, church. And if your faith does not show forth the same message of God's goodness, maybe you need to take a step back to discover what you missed. Because the strength of our faith is in sharing. The strength of our faith is in sharing. And if you keep it, you lose it. 
Faith follows God's providential principle that you have to give to get. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. So our spread should be a meal church that's worth savoring. Salty enough to preserve the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus taught us that the goal is the second part. Verse 14 says, let your light so shine before men that they may what? See your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We are charged to do more church than just exist. We are charged to do more than just exist and come to church on Sunday morning. We're charged to live, live by faith, work by faith, because there's work still to be done. There's a fight to be fought and a victory to be won. That's a testimony that some of you haven't even shared. But in your testimony, there's a message to be told. There's a prayer to be prayed and a promise to be claimed. And there's a thirst to be quenched and a hunger to be satisfied. So if I'm talking to some salty saints this morning, that's the very reason why Jesus went to a place called Calvary. We come on Sunday morning to celebrate that. We celebrate that 2,000-year-old victory that's still a victory today. It's just as good today as it was back then. And I don't understand that you come to church Sunday after Sunday. God has revived you and resurrected you and brought you up out of an old grave. God has given you a new life. And I can't understand you'll celebrate your anniversaries. You'll celebrate your, birth, your birthdays. But you won't celebrate your birth date. I'm talking about when you were born again. I'm talking about, can't you go back sometimes and just remember where you was, who you was, and the God that I serve and you serve brought you up out of the monkey miry clay. Is there anybody in God's house can go back and remember those times when you didn't know Jesus and now you know him for yourself? Mom and them used to tell you about him, but now you know him for yourself. And because you know it for yourself, there's some joy on the inside of you, unspeakable joy that the world didn't give to you. And no matter what comes and what, no matter what happens, the world can't take it away. So when I come in God's house, I can't help myself. I got to praise him. I got to lift him up. And when tears come down my eyes, they're just tears of joy. Because God didn't forget about me. My fire's still burning. Is there anybody in God's house today? Your fire is still burning. If it ain't burning, reach down and shake them old ashes off of it. And say, God, give him some more power. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. 
God, do it again. Do it again. I need it, God. I need you to just do it again. I haven't done all I need to do and could do. Just do it again. Give me that burning desire once again within my life, in my spirit, that I can give you all my glory. Just ask him. Just ask him. And if you feel you're giftless, ask him. Ask him for some gifts. Ask him to gift you. God will gift you if you want to be gifted. But some of you are gifted and not even using your gift. That's what the church is supposed to be operating on. We shouldn't have to go to doctors and uh, uh, therapists and psychiatrists because why? If the gifts were operating in God's house, Folk get delivered, folk get saved, folk get healed. I'm talking to salty saints. Salty saints, don't lose your savor. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. And it's no shame, it shouldn't be no shame to ask God. Lord, reignite me. The winds of adversity sometimes blow the flame. But you know what? It's an eternal flame. It's eternal because of what Christ did at Calvary. So it doesn't go out. It might go down. But it doesn't go out. So maybe it just needs to be turned up now. Let this be a day that you allow the Holy Spirit to turn your flame up. Today. And regardless of what hits you when you go outside, let your flame blow. Don't you cover it up. Don't you be ashamed to tell somebody that I am a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the king. Can I hear you say that this morning? I'm a child of the king. Okay. Then you'll salt this thing. You'll salt this thing. You'll salt this thing. And it begins now. Get back to what you know. Yeah. Because when you know something... You can't keep it to yourself. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's word together. Until next time, have a great week and be blessed.